0: Are you a professional woman who wants to create passive income streams and financial freedom through real estate investing? Join us here on Real Estate Investor Goddesses, hosted by Monique Alm. Listen to women who are rocking it in real estate investments as they share their stories of success, failures, and best advice in real estate investing. Start creating real wealth through real estate. Tune in today. Here's your host, real estate investor, syndicator, and developer. Moni Calm.
1: Welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses Podcast. I'm your host, Monique Com. On this show, I interview badass women real estate investors, women that are crushing it in the real estate space. And today's guest is no exception. I'm super excited to have with me Jesslyn Pearson, who is, whos who has been investing in real estate since 2009. She has 15 plus years in the corporate and public sector, and she left a highly successful career as a project management professional and became one of the founding members of Legacy Global. She works as a full-time investment banker, real estate investor, speaker, educator, and a coach for women, especially around money mindset, which is so important. And we're going to definitely talk about that. I think everything, as Tony Robbins says, success is 20% strategy, 80% Psychology. Eighty percent of our success is what happens in our brains, and when you're doing this investing game, then the your money mindset, your ability to receive funds is everything. So we'll, we'll talk about that. So. Also with Jesslyn, and using her strong prowess of leadership, expertise, and financial education, real estate investing, she educates and supports women to create a vision and a plan that can transform their lives. She says, I want women to have a life full of abundance and that starts with their relationship to money, wealth, and worth. And so we both share a heart to help women. And I'm super excited to have her with us. Welcome, Jesslyn.
2: Thank you, Monique. I'm grateful to be here. And yeah, I just thank you for bringing me onto your show. It is my pleasure. So
1: to start the beginning, how did you get started in real estate investing?
2: Great question. In 2009, I was actually working, I was running the marketing department for real estate brokerage and a client brought in a condo that like to sell and she couldn't sell it. She kept dropping the price, dropping the price to the point where I went to my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband and said, we should buy this. I didn't even know why. I just thought it was a good idea. We should buy this. And so we went, looked at it, and we bought it. And... From there, after we got the keys, I was just like I was so excited. I was like, just felt like this. Wow, I own real estate, and, and, and it's not like I don't own my own home, but it was not the same, right? This was like I knew this was supposed to be long-term wealth, and you know, building up assets. And so I decided at that time in my head that every two years I would buy another property. And from there on, we did until till was probably about 2016, where my husband kind of said enough. <laughs> I'm managing too much because he, he he's a property manager, not... We realized shortly into our real estate careers that I was not meant for that role. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and we had two kids, we were both working full time. And so he's like, enough. And I was like, oh okay, I, I have to support this. I have to support this. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> and so what I did is I did some research when he was gone to look at one of our properties out of our province. And I found uh, the largest real estate investment network we have here in Canada. And I signed him up, figuring like he would meet people who were like-minded and understand maybe it, the excitement and what can do it can do for you a little better. <laughs> and it worked. So, <laughs> so he was in there probably by about the sixth month that he was in, you know, in that network, we turned around and bought three more properties in less than 12 months. So it's just, again, like you said, it's, it's the mind shift and nothing here changed in terms of his workload. It was just how he was viewing it and how he was managing his time, I think. So that's kind of how I got into it and how we progressed to where we did. That's a great story. I want to
1: rewind a bit because a lot of people, cause you had a home and you decided we should buy this and going to rent it out. And a lot of people, especially women, we don't we don't just come up with that. A lot of people just don't even think to do it. I know I didn't. I, f- I completely fell into real estate by accident. So what was it that made you go, I want to be an investor. I want to buy this, rent it out, let it make me money. What was that? Where'd you learn that? Or how did you come up with that?
2: That's a great question. I've always had a passion for real estate. And as I grew through my career, you know, I was approached, you know, be a realtor, be a mortgage broker. And just, I'm like, no, thank you. No, thank you. I don't, I'm not interested, but I still love the idea of real estate and I couldn't figure out why. And then as I was, you know, reading and getting more knowledgeable, I was like, all the wealthy have real estate in their portfolio somewhere, somehow. And I think it just kind of went click. If you want to grow your wealth for, you know, 20, 30 years down the road, this is a good way. I mean, especially when you're young enough to be able to manage it all on your own and figure out the bumps along the way. And so, yeah, that, that's how it's kind of just, it's in for me. And then again, once the first one happened, it was contagious. <laughs>
1: And then also going back to your story about your husband having that mindset shift when he went through and that this might be a question for him but what do you think caused the shift i I have ideas based off of your story but i would love to hear what do you think caused that shift for him i
2: think there was a couple of things one being he was part of it i think he was supporting my dream wasn't maybe fully on board with like the vision I saw of why we should own X amount of properties and what it could do, and so when he was with others, which probably appreciate in this room with several hundred people, it's dominantly men, so they maybe say it differently than I did. I got him to realize he was thinking small. Thought like, okay, this is enough. When re- really, when you you run the numbers, if you want to leave your job or anything should happen, it's not. So, and if you want to build a wealth, you know, especially if it's something you want to pass on to your kids. Again, what we had was not. And so I think he shifted slightly there to realize he needs to think bigger. And when he did, he was like, okay, I'll just get a process in place. I'll get, and so we lined it up. So if we ever need to bring in a property manager, we're prepared 100%. Here's the files, here's what it is. We We've even put it into our, our budget in for rent and stuff. So people, so our renters pay as if we have a property manager right now because sometime we know we will step out of that role. So I think that was part of it for sure. And being surrounded by like-minded people who a lot of them had much, much bigger portfolios. And so when you're sitting with those people, you're intimidated. You're, How did they do that? I want to know, right? And they were very giving of information in those rooms. And then he just got wowed by it as well to the point where we learned it enough and stayed in it long enough to start to give back to the new people in the room. So yeah.
1: that is the value of events. That's the value of network. That's why I created Real Estate Investor classes in large part, aided because I know the value of the network in real estate and having people that are further along than you that can inspire you, that can show you the way. But also, like you were saying, most of those rooms are all men. <laughs> right? I and I thought, wouldn't it be nice? There was a room like that, but it's all women.
2: That would
1: be nice. <laughs> so, yeah. That's why we <laughs> created here. But that, that's why I did real estate investor classes because it was like, this is so amazing. It's awesome for women. We're so good at it. But it's all men. <laughs> right? Like anywhere you like most of the places you go. So but yeah there's so much value in that. So Tell us a little bit more about like what you're currently working on before we started rolling, you were sharing, but share again, what are the types of deals that you're doing now? And what are your investments like now?
2: Yeah, so we do have a mixed portfolio of condos and what we call suited houses, what you would refer to as a duplex. Um so we'll buy a home and then we'll gut the basement, suite it, and then rent both the up and downstairs. As we grew our portfolio, we realized some of the purchases we made weren't maybe the best. So we are slowly getting out of condos and uh, single family homes. We sold a couple in 2020. And we wanna focus, if we're gonna tangibly hold these properties, we want just the duplex of properties or larger units. It just makes more sense for us when you run the numbers and and when you have to manage it to show up at a property. Yeah. Versus the property of say four units or 20 units, right? So that is one. And then we're also partners in, you mentioned in my bio on Legacy Global, which it's a combination of education on like coaching on money mindset. And also we offer options in real estate there. We have the distressed property fund and then we have the joint venture matchmaker.
1: So tell us a little bit more about each of those. What's like the joint venture matchmaker and distressed property fund?
2: Yeah, you bet. So the distressed property fund is well, as you can imagine, we go and buy properties that are distressed and it's, it's kind of like a cash offer. So for the owner who's selling it, they don't have to do anything with realtors, listing it, anything. We just make them cash offer. If they accept it, we take it off their hands right away. And then we do what we have to do with it. Doesn't need rentals. Sometimes we rental and sell, sometimes we'll rental and rent and people can invest in it because we don't we don't buy just one. We have a fund so that we have the money when it's time for a property to come up to be able to just buy it straight out. So that's the, the distressed property one. And then the joint venture matchmaker is, so there's a lot of people we find we run into that either have money and they want to invest, but don't want to do the work or can do the work, but don't have the money to invest. So we match them up so they can create the working relationship and the deal to what, again, whether they're doing flips or buy and holds, it's all dependent on the the partners that we're matching up, but it's just kind of a singular place for people to start to go to find what they're looking for. Very cool. All
1: right. I want to switch gears a little bit. I'm going to ask my favorite question because I believe that we get so much more wisdom and gold out of things when it doesn't work out (laughs) when it does. So what was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it?
2: our biggest mistake i would say is it was a combination of buying condos cheap because they were cheap nothing to do with the location whether it was rentable whether it needed renos and then also when doing that buying blindly we had no metrics let's be honest we didn't know what we were doing we just do we we're gonna buy it, it looks like a great deal let's buy it and we did that a couple times before we started to learn a little bit of our lesson you know when you know, big condo fees come or assessments come, and you're like, oh, these are things you don't know. <laughs> That's why I'm not the biggest
1: fan of condos <laughs> personally. That's why we're good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so that was our biggest one where it was. But we don't like we don't look at it as a loss by any stretch. We look at it as a an education, like you said. Like yeah, very likely would not have learned it as well if we were just reading a book and we still made money. It's not like we didn't make money, right? We, we held onto them and rented them out. They were just not a good money maker. Like you'd cover your costs kind of a thing. And that's not the idea of real estate, right? You want to, it's cash flow and pay down. So yeah, that was yeah. a good one. <laughs> hey goddess, have you been sitting on
1: the sidelines and you're now ready to get started investing in real estate? If so, join me for my free online training, How to get started in real estate investing as a busy professional woman. Go to tinyurl.com forward slash W-R-E-I-G to register for our complimentary training and to learn how to get investing in real estate like a goddess today. See you there. Well, I always say that you're going to get your education Either at the front end, (laughs) the person in the front end, or you'll get it at the end, right? (laughs) Like in the middle. Like either way, you're gonna educate yourself, right? And it's it tends to be much less painful if you get the education at the front end and like kind of (laughs) learn. But either way, you know, you're paying tuition into the, you know, that's tuition into the university of life. And it's not a, it's not a wasted opportunity if you learn the lesson, right? So you definitely got the lesson, (laughs) but maybe, (laughs) yeah, there there might've been other ways in which you can get that lesson, but that was good. And uh, what are you most proud of?
2: I am most proud of, you know, investing with my spouse. And I say that because... It's not easy, especially up front when you're both trying to figure it out. And I also realized when I started going to those rooms with the investors, that's the number one question my husband and I always got asked, how do you get your partner on board? How do you get your partner involved? And I'm like, you know, like when you can make it work, especially when you have different personalities enough to take on different components of the deal right? Like, like I mentioned, my husband does the property management and he does the numbers as well. I'm, I'm really not the number crutcher, but then I'm the one who loves looking at the real estate. I'll go look, deal with the realtor, the lawyer, you know, if I have to get contractors in that kind of more the business side was me. So it, for us, it worked out to pair together, but again, up front we didn't know our roles. So when I tried to do property management, we learned our roles. <laughs> I would just get so like emotional with things where like, what do you mean they didn't pay the rent, or what do you mean it's not, a, what do you mean they're gonna be late? He goes, you know what, maybe, maybe you should still be involved in this part. i like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I work
1: with my husband too, so my husband's my partner and. So yeah, figuring out those roles is a big part of it. At the beginning, we were both trying to do everything, right? The same things. And we had the same, you know, both of us were doing everything and it's, and stepping on each other's toes and, and we had to figure out, okay. This is what you do best. That's your lane. This is what I do best. This is my lane. Or this is what I, I mean, not even do best, but this is what I prefer. Or this is what I'm best at. This is what you're best at. Yeah. Like we split those lanes and yeah, it makes, it makes us so much better. <laughs> and it is such a joy though, when you do have your partner on board and, and you can work together and you're building a wealth and a legacy for your family and together. It's, I think it's the best.
2: Yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> yeah. All right. And to what do you attribute your success? It's a combination of willing to take the risk, like, right? So to, to just go buy something out of the blue, it's, it was risky. And that's not the only thing. Like, the partnerships we've created were also, again, investments and risky. Perseverance. You know, when you get some of those hard knocks in real estate, you'll quit. You figure it out, you learn how to deal with it. And, and that's anything from bad reno to renters who leave you to dealing with the courts, like it's there. But if you can learn it and get past it, I mean, you'll come out the other end much more successfully and you'll appreciate what you have that much more because you know what it took to get you there and to get you through it. Yeah.
1: That's beautiful. It uh, sounds like, I mean, you have a great mindset. You have a great abundance mindset, money mindset. What, I know you work, you work with other women, helping them with that piece. What advice do you have for women around that, that money mindset piece?
2: Uh, well, you hit it right on. I'd say the abundance so many and and i was there i i was there i had more the the poverty mentality the survival you know like gotta work 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 save 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 but when you realize the flip side of abundance and like money is everywhere and there's people who want to invest it and partner with you you just start to see it it's almost like you attract it it comes your way so that would be one thing is like shift your mind into abundance and you'll start seeing it but also own your worth. You know, a lot of women, I think we struggle with our self-worth and you can do it. Anyone can do this. It's really not that hard. And you can partner with these people who have millions. If you want to do the work, you can trust yourself, step off the ledge and it becomes available.
1: Yeah. That's definitely something that I realized too, as I, you know, when I started, as I was bringing groups of investors together to purchase properties and I thought, Oh man, like how am I how do I find the money? Like who's gonna want to give me money to to invest in properties? And realizing first of all, there is I've realized there's so much there. I I I used to think the money was the issue. It's like the money is not there's so much money. It's just finding the appropriate deals that make the most sense. That's kind of the, the bigger challenge, which I never would have thought that at the beginning. And then, you know, yeah, having recognizing that it's not about you this is what shifted things for me it's like they're not giving me money right They're this is an opportunity they're investing in and i'm helping them take advantage of this opportunity and allowing their money to grow and so when i for me it was about not making it about myself at all it's allowing you know just opportunity so you buy a property you give somebody an opportunity to rent they have a home or you give somebody an opportunity to invest and then but when it's about others that was what helped me have the shift
2: uh, yeah, I would agree. It's firstly it puts pressure on you because <laughs> you have to perform, right? Because just like you said, you're providing home and you're providing investment. So you want to keep to that integrity, that uh, honoring what you can do. But then it also feels good when you you know you're helping them build their investment and you're providing home for these people. So like you said, you're you're supporting other people in their adventures in life and their goals. And you're helping fulfill what may not have happened if you hadn't stepped into the role of finding the properties, putting people in them and just digging. Cause like you said, you're right. The hardest thing is finding the properties. You can find the investors. You can even find the renters they are out there, Mm -hmm. finding the properties that are the right deal (laughs) to make sure your investors are (laughs) money. That is the trick. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) I mean, you need to learn all of it, but that definitely becomes the more challenging part. So one last question before we go into our famed end of show Trinity, which is a brag, a gratitude and a desire. What do you wish you'd known at the beginning that you
2: now know? I wish I'd known to seek a mentor who had been there first, like 100%. And it's, I find it interesting I didn't. Because I've found mentors in other parts of my career. Like when I started project management, I found a mentor who was a senior mentor to help me understand the whole, the lingo, what it means, what you do. And I I excelled, you know, in that part of my career. And I don't know why I didn't do it with real estate. Maybe I just honestly, I didn't know anyone in my world who did it either. And I didn't think to go Google, you know, networking for real estate back at the time when we first invested. So yeah, 100% a mentor.
1: Yeah. To help with that education on the front end versus on the back end.
2: Yeah. You, even if it's if you if you pay for it, like I, I was fortunate to have a lot of mentors who just mentored me because they wanted to. But then there's the coaches that you pay, yeah, you know, people kind of look at them, oh, like, whatever you're paying them, is saving you thousands on the other side <laughs> from the mistakes. Yeah. You know, real, real estate mistakes aren't cheap ever. No, they're costly. <laughs> yeah. So if you, you know, invest in a mentor who like will guide you through why you should or should not do the things you're considering, and worth their weight in gold. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. Sure. Awesome. So before we get into the Trinity, Jessalyn, how, if people want to find out more about you, what you do and how can they do that? Uh, reach you?
2: Yeah, then go to my website. It's uh, Pearson.com. Do you want me to spell that? Why don't
1: you spell that? Because Pearson does not spell the way you think it's spelled. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you are correct. Everyone spells it wrong. <laughs> so it's J E S S I L Y N P E R S S O N.com.
1: All right. Pearson.com. All right. Time for our Trinity. First is the brag. What is one thing you're celebrating right now?
2: What's your brag? Celebrating the flexibility that my husband and I now have. Because our goal five years ago was to be able to work anywhere in the world. And back then it seemed like it was never gonna happen. And uh, mid 2020, my husband left his day job, if you will, that he'd been at for 17 years. And we are now both, I've always almost been mobile because I was always contracting, but neither of us are tied to offices, bosses or locations. And that was our goal and we achieved it.
1: Well bragged, so good. And what's one thing you're grateful for?
2: I'm grateful for my husband for doing the hard work. I mean, (laughs) let's be honest, when you got to run out to a call from a, a renter at random times, I'm not sure I would have been too happy about that myself, you know, and he did, he fields the calls, he takes the late nights, he runs the numbers. I say I got the fun job, the pretty job. So I'm grateful that he took it on because it's not like it was necessarily a skill set he had up front. He was a web designer by trade by day. So it's not like he just suddenly knew how to manage people (laughs) and houses. So I'm super grateful. He not only took it on, but he learned it very well. Like he went and he actually studied the laws, the books, what to do, what you can't do. And he found a system where it's renters are, we look at them as our clients. We take really good care of them, you know, and we thank them and we give them gifts because like, without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. And he's really good at that kind of relationship as well.
1: Mm. Beautiful. And what's one thing you desire?
2: I desire to have an impact on as many women as I can reach in for as long as I can reach them (laughs) to help them understand whether it be, you know, like the money mindset or real estate, just help them get that next level up from where they are and help them realize they too can have it all. Mm -hmm. So shall your desire be or so much better than you can imagine? Exactly. Thank you
1: so much, Jesslyn. This was a great conversation. I loved it. So y'all, you can connect with Jesslyn at j e s s i l y n p e r s s o n J-E-S-S-I-L-Y-N-P-E-R-S-S-O-N.com. You can connect with me at reigoddesses.com. There you can find out our our investor club where we have passive investing opportunities. You can join our community of uh, real estate investor goddesses from all over the world. Join our events all women events where you will be also inspired and motivated and, and will meet incredible people. And then of course you can find out too about our education and mentorship program. So all of that is at reigoddesses.com. Definitely like and subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends and leave a review five stars is awesome. (laughs) Just We love having you. And so join us next time for another Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast interview. Bye-bye.
0: You have just listened to another episode of Real Estate Investor Goddesses, a show dedicated to sharing stories of women creating real wealth through real estate. If you found value on what you just heard, feel free to share with your friends. Visit us at reigoddesses.com to learn more about our programs and live events, as well as to access other resources. Until next time.